Welcome to Distance Learning Innovations. My name is Dave Casey. In every episode, I speak with shop teachers who are overcoming the challenge of online learning in courses that pre-COVID would have been hands-on and project-based. Today's episode will have a little different perspective on distance learning than we've seen in the past. Instead of talking with teachers who are working on maybe solar energy or electric vehicles, I'm going to be speaking with Peter Oliver, co-founder of Switch Electric Vehicles in Sebastopol, California. Peter, thanks a lot for being here. I really, really appreciate you taking time from your busy schedule. I know you got a ton of stuff doing going on, so thank you for that. Before we talk about your connection to education, which is really what this podcast is about, maybe you can give us some background on your company. And my main question for our listeners is, what is a switch vehicle and how does it compare to other electric cars like maybe a, a Chevy Volt or a Nissan Leaf? What, what is a switch vehicle? Well, thank, thanks a lot for your work here, David, and I, I appreciate um, what you're doing to help education and and um, <clears throat> and I appreciate the opportunity to share <laughs> with what we're doing with other people. Um, the the switch came from uh, an idea that I had when I was teaching in, at a local community college. Um, I was teaching students of all ages how to convert gas cars to electric. And the process was fantastic. The students loved it. And um, it just took too long to strip all the old parts out and put the new parts in and such. So I created what's called an exoskeletal vehicle that has the, there's essentially no body. And all the parts are really easy to see, really easy to understand. And we started using that format. And it really went over well. We were able to do vehicles in a semester, and and um, and it really turned into something. Then um, we we were looking for um, you know a good venue for an exoskeletal electric vehicle, and the schools just seemed a natural fit. And we thought, well, we'd go into production someday, and and have a low-cost transportation vehicle for people, but um, we really can't compete with the major uh, auto manufacturers. So we've been really dedicated to educating and getting more and more people involved with the electric vehicle. And so now the Switch is is a pretty low range vehicle. It's designed for education. It's designed to be put together, driven, used, and then taken apart and get prepared for the next class to come through and go through that same positive experience of working as a team, building a vehicle and really accomplishing something in their world really significant. There's not a lot of opportunities to actually build a car in a person's life. Even the auto shop teachers um, don't really build a car. (laughs) They work on components. So it's a little different. And then, one of the key factors that we discovered early on is that teachers um, like to teach what they've been taught <laughs> to teach. So we created our workshops that teach the teachers um, how to build the vehicle and all about electric vehicles. So it's a it's a vehicle, but it's a, um, 
the vehicle itself, the physical vehicle, is a component of a whole system of education. It starts with teaching the teachers. It's almost literally and figuratively um, a vehicle for education. Um, and that, <laughs> yeah, you and found that, our tagline. I think I'll use that. Uh, that's yeah. great. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I, just for clarification, when you say exo, exoskeleton, no, um, exoskeleton. exoskeleton. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen, of course, I've worked with teachers over the past couple of years who, are, who have been building it in their classroom. And I've seen that. So how would you describe to listeners what an exoskeleton is? Um, an exoskeletal being, vehicle, animal, whatever, is one that has the skeleton outside the body, essentially, exo. Mm -hmm. um, what we have is we've refined it a little bit more. We just don't have a body. So we have a, it's basically a tubular chassis with the components bolted on. And um, I like to think of it as a motorcycle with a roll cage because nice. it's very exciting to drive. You get a lot of input because there's, you're just riding in the wind and it's uh, it's pretty cool but there's no body it's just a, a tubular chassis with the electric components attached appropriately which so, you can see again another great teaching tool is that that is all all those components are visible which which does make it a great uh, teaching tool as well um, as opposed to modern day cars which the change over the last 40 years um, has maybe prevented some people from working on it. I remember I worked on my car when I was in my teens because you open up the hood and you basically see the engine block. And now you open up the hood and you, everything's covered. But your <laughs> your vehicle, you can right. see everything. Um, so that's, again, another really great teaching tool. All right, wonderful. Well, I see, as you've talked about education and a, and a vehicle for education, um, I looked did a little research on your website and I, I saw your mission statement listed and it's really hopeful. Um, and if you're okay, I'd like to read it um, for our listeners. Um, you say, our mission is to inspire a new generation of leaders, innovators, and citizens while promoting the switch to clean, sustainable energy. Um, such a hopeful statement. Uh, you kind of talked a little bit about how the company developed. Uh, how did that I based, based on what you did at the JC, when did you kind of make that change to start a company? And, and how did that mission statement come about from the work that you've done at the JC uh, to try to make those cars more accessible? Yeah, well, well, thank you for the kind words. Um, it is sort of a large um, goal. <laughs> you know, to, um, you think about a few guys working in a shop in Sebastopol, it seems like a um, pretty tough challenge, but the reality is, um, we started the switch with the idea in mind of trying to make a profound change and, um, make electric vehicles more accessible to people. Then as we kind of, as the company matured a little bit, we really honed in on our, our goal, which was to get more people involved in the process. Um, and I hearken back to my days because I worked on computers in the 70s and the population that worked on computers in the 70s was really, really small. But as the population grew of, of that community, <clears throat> ideas came out and new ideas and new um, concepts. Um, 
one of my first programming instructors told me, oh, you guys are good programmers, but <clears throat> don't think of it as a career because within five years, they're going to have every program they need. Mm-hmm. And that, that was the prevailing wisdom back then. So once we get more people involved in any movement, it's going to um, reach a point where it gets to a critical mass and becomes much more accepted. And that's where we were really going with getting more people involved and getting them driving an electric car, getting them to feel good about it and and then start making those fundamental changes to it. Um, there's, uh, there's a quote from Churchill that never underestimate the the power of a few people just kind of blew the exact quote. But once you can get a few people making a, um, a profound change, it it does dovetail because it's just a natural fit. So um, I'm hoping I got your answer in there somewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, absolutely. It's, I mean, you're, you're essentially describing this blend of uh, – it's not just economic. It's more than economics, really. It's it's about an environmentally friendly and sustainable vehicle, but it's also really about educating people so that they, in turn, can see the changes they wish to make and increase that, um, which is kind of the, leads to the next question, and that is because that mission statement is to inspire leaders, and as you just mentioned, you're really trying to get that small group of people to think differently so they can change uh, their community. What is your current connection to schools and education community? So it sounded like you did work at the JC with automotive and you changed that. Um, what, first of all, what role does education play in your business model essentially? And then what is your current connection to education, to local schools? Um, how are you involved in local schools? Well, it's really interesting that you, you bring up, especially the local component of it. Um, we were very, very popular in Southern California, in other parts of California, even on the East Coast now, we've got um, a lot of schools that are um, really interested, but we got involved um, much more locally with uh, um, support from Sonoma Clean Power and the CTE Foundation. And they worked together to create a grant program that really funded um, our local schools. Most of our schools across the country are um, benefactors. uh, They benefit from the um, generosity of donations, whether it's a a government grant or in the Sonoma Clean Powers case, a a really strong commitment to um, the future of, of, the planet, the kids, <laughs> the whole um, spectrum of of green energy, and and um, they saw the um, the particular benefits that could be derived mutually from the switch vehicle being in schools and getting people more interested in electric vehicles. And they've not only sponsored our vehicle, but they have quite a few other programs that people can take advantage of, but you know, locally, um, that, that happened just, uh, in the last three or four years, 
prior to that, we we were in schools all over the country, but nowhere here. So it was really nice. Um, I like being local because we can actually interact with the teachers more and, and find out what works and what they need a little bit more. Great. So, so am I to understand that your your company essentially does 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 it do more work with education or does it also either sell or manufacture a finished car product to the public? Like, could I go in and, and order a, either a kit to make myself or order that you guys make one, a car for me? Um, right now we're producing 98% of our vehicles are for schools. Um, and we're having difficulty keeping up with that production just to meet the school needs. Um, are, you know, I would love to start selling the kits. Um, you know, I, I can go off on kits just for a second here because people think kit cars. I don't want to build a kit car. But um, if we go back in our history, not that far, um, you know, Sony started making radios that were kits. Microsoft and all the computer companies, when you started with um, – the small personal computers, they were all kits. People bought kits. And that spurned a whole generation of um, new ideas, new products, and um, kits really, you can go clear back to the steam engine, and the steam engine wasn't sold as a product. It was sold as a kit wow. so that the farmers and whoever bought it would know how to take care of it. So it's a, it's an old but new, but old again and new again kind of technology selling kits. We have sold a few to families and we're getting more interested in, more interest from families to go ahead and build these vehicles as a family project and then perhaps drive them to and from school. Uh, yeah, but right now we're we're primarily in the education business. That's that's most of our our sales. And then you also think, David, in terms of um, a business with uh, limited resources, you can't have too many products. You've got to really focus on something. So we're really focusing on education. That's our primary target right now. Great, that's wonderful. I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize that that was your main focus. Um, and and I know this past year and even the year before, um, I believe there's about nine schools in Sonoma County that received that kit. Um, and that they've been working with their students. In fact, those are the teachers who I've been interviewing on this podcast. And we were supposed to have uh, what we call the showcase of switch vehicles. We were supposed to have it last May, uh, which of course got canceled. And then again, we postponed it to this May, which got canceled again. But the showcase really was about those schools bringing their finished switch vehicle to, uh, we were going to hold it at the fairgrounds and basically show off any modifications that they'd done, um, do a little documentation of what they learned, and then do a little agility kind of uh, obstacle course to see how well the cars handled. And I know you were a big part of that. Um, what You've kind of talked about this already, but specifically, what were you hoping to achieve, uh, your hopes and expectations for the event, and I, for this year or next year when it happens, what are your hopes and expectations from an event like that? Um, well, I looked at that as a fantastic opportunity for 
um, students to get up and sort of pound their chest. This is what we did. And um, there's a lot of pride that's involved in making one of these vehicles because, you know, when Sonoma Clean Power did their um, first rollout, they videoed a lot of it. And they, they, they videoed the students at the beginning of the process. And they were all, um, the prevailing wisdom was, are you crazy? <laughs> We're high school kids. We can't make a car. And it went from that to, wow, <clears throat> I've got students that have now decided that they're going to go to university. They're going to become engineers and they're going to put Elon Musk out of business. <laughs> so it's, it's, a, it's an opportunity to get some really positive feedback and to um, kind of show off what you worked hard to accomplish. And that was our main goal. It's important to remember that the switch isn't just about electric vehicles. It's about soft skills, learning how to speak in public, gaining some confidence to, to express yourself, and um, some knowledge that obviously comes with, um, with success or failure. Um, so this event, which, again, Sonoma Clean Power was, was really working with um, the CTE Foundation, was going to be the first and I have other communities that are excited about following in on that. So there would be what we would call a coopetition instead of um, competition where students and teachers, they work together to put on a, a big show and they want to support uh, some, the success. But um, there was one part that you, that we didn't talk about here, but there was the, the okay, I'm going to go in and, sabotage a car, put it behind a screen, and then students were going to need to go in and, and try and fix it. So they were going to be able to demonstrate and compete on that level. So that's the the idea is to make it fun and interesting and um, make them successful. Um, so once you've experienced success in a field, you're kind of more likely to want to keep going in that field, right? If you go into something and, and you know, if you work on the wood shop and all you do is break things, you don't want to go to wood shop anymore. <laughs> so we want them to be successful and to demonstrate that and to give that positive feedback because as um, we look at what our resources are, and, you know, right now in the world, we're talking about resources as being um, squandered or unutilized improperly, but we forget that we depend on those youngsters because that's our most precious resource. And we need those people to feel good about themselves and be productive because I'm getting old <laughs> and I need that support later on. So that's a resource that we can't, um, we can't undervalue. We need to nurture and strengthen. And, and that's that program was designed to do that. Everything that we've done with Sonoma Clean Power, Switch, CTE Foundation is designed to um, nurture that resource that's so valuable to us. That's great. Um, again, really inspiring. Um, I wanted to add a, a clarification again for listeners is that the Switch vehicle is designed to be taken apart, right, at the end of the year? Is that, I mean, it's not just a one time you build it and then it's done. Is that correct? Right. Um, it's part of your model? You know, most everything about the switch is kind of representative of of um, my life in terms of um, you got to be able to take some apart 
and then put it back together and you shouldn't have a bunch of parts left over <laughs> you <know? laughs> and you need the parts that you have. So we designed it to make sure that you could, in fact, assemble it and then take parts, take it apart in such a way that it could be assembled again. And that's part of the learning process. So, in fact, some teachers start with the students taking it apart. Oh, wow. And then knowing that they have to put it together again, they need to make sure they keep track of where all the parts are. And it, it is true. We've had teachers um, doing it 10, 15 different times. It's it, it's designed exactly for that. Wow. Which is, a, a, again, a great resource um, when we think about the cost for education. It is really a one-time, almost a one-time investment. I know some things have changed through the years. The, the battery types, I think, right, have become mm-hmm. a little more advanced. But essentially, your model has stayed fairly consistent over the last five, six years or so. Um. Yeah, the chassis is the same. We, the first few years, we tried uh, slightly different versions, but then we solidified, and now they're they're all interchangeable. And there's different propulsion systems, so we have lead acid batteries with a small DC motor, and then we have lithium batteries with uh, motors that I use in cars and um, freeway capable vehicles so oh wow that, yeah, yeah. yeah that was my question on how fast you know for people like oh so can we drive this around town on the freeway so you have different models based on the how fast they go is that is that right yeah it kind of depends on who i'm talking to because <laughs> some of the teachers um the administ- the teachers are all gung-ho let's go but the administrators want to keep the speed down so that's all programmable and that can be set that's so great. it's um Great. It, it's pretty uh, pretty secure and in the hands of the instructor to, to build the program they want. But um, but including lithium batteries and um, some of the other things that we're doing now with the wind tunnels and and um, some other program Android programming and interfaces are a little bit more advanced. Um, so, um, but yeah, we have. Our model is basically the same. The footprint's been the same for the last four or five years. All right. And I I think uh, this next question's been answered. So I'm going to roll it another one. I was going to say, ask you, is it more important to put more switch vehicles on the road? So I was going to say, you know, if you can, if you could wave a magic wand <laughs> and have either 10,000 oh. switch vehicles on the road or make the study and application of electric vehicles um, and sustainable energy mandatory in every school across the country. I, I certainly know what your answer is going to be on that. So I don't know if you want to address that question or, or basically kind of roll in, what are your plans for the future? Since I know education is really your prime, your prime motivation and, and uh, incentive for working on this. So how about plans for the future? Um, any adjustments to your business model or educational projects that you have coming up or changes? What, what do you well, see? Yeah, it's pretty cool because you know, the switch represents a large investment for schools. Um, we have some schools, I'm talking to a, a school districts now um, where we're, we're moving into whole school districts and they're buying several at the same time. So we're, we're working hard to leverage that investment so that it can, it can be more than just um, the auto shop students building a vehicle. We're trying to replicate um, a whole manufacturing environment. We're really excited because we have a school in um, outside of Colorado in Denver that has a whole CTE 
campus and six high schools feed into it and they are buying a couple of vehicles but they'll have the engineering class work on it the physics class they have a fabrication shop so they're going to build a body for it there's all kinds of integration where you're really working with students and replicating what's happening in the real world and the the carrot is the electric vehicle because they're all excited about that but what they're going to have a whole uh, curriculum designed around this and we're adding things like um lidar which is um light imaging and distance it's like radar but that's what when you have your car and you're driving down the road and you start to move into another lane and there's a car there, you're, you're getting that kind of stuff. So we're, right. we're adding those types of studies, fields of study um, into the program so that it just gets more exciting and, and opens up more vistas for, for advancement. Um, and that's where we're going. We're, we're adding more software to the hardware platform that we have. That's great. Wow. Yeah. In so- the old computer lingo. It, no, it's great. No, so it's a whole package. It, it, I certainly yeah. have learned a lot. Uh, you know, even though I've worked with these teachers the last couple of years, uh, I basically thought, oh, yeah, you're just making an electric car. But it's so much more than that. Uh, and I know your educational program and connection is is really what the company is about. So um, mm-hmm. I, I hope people support you. Um, and I hope administrators are able to, to hear all the amazing things that you're doing. Uh, I hope what we've heard today uh, kind of convinces administrators that this is a really valuable program for kids in so many ways. Well, uh, I appreciate that. For learning about electricity and computer programming and, and, and more than anything, being able to take something apart and make it yours, uh, which I know is really a powerful statement. Uh, yeah. 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 Exactly. So I want to thank you so much for taking the time. I know you got all kinds of stuff going on. It sounds like you got a ton of irons in the fire. Uh, but I want to thank you. Thanks again for being here um, and all the great work you do. And I really look forward to that that event next year. We're going to have to wait a year for that showcase event, but uh, hopefully we'll promote it and everybody listening here can go to that next year and see the wonderful stuff you're doing. So I'm really excited about it and I really appreciate um you know, talking with you today and trying to explain what the program is because it's it's clear as mud in my head, <laughs> but sometimes I have difficulty getting it out to everybody else. No, so, you did a great um, job. No, I appreciate it. You did a great job. All right, thank All right you. Peter. Thanks a lot. All righty. All right, talk to you soon. We'll chat again. All right, bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is Dave Casey for Distance Learning Innovations. Thanks for listening and take care.